Hello and welcome to Family Church. Hope you are all doing well and you're enjoying your week. Um, Today we are coming to the conclusion of our series that we've been looking at over the past few weeks of What Are You Carrying? Um, And I'm really excited about today's message. Um, But just before we move on, I just want to kind of recap just slightly um, some of the things that we've looked at as we bring this uh, series into a conclusion. So on the very first week, you remember that I spoke um, on the series of what, what are we carrying and what Jesus asks us to carry. You know, that, that scripture where he says that in Matthew eleven twenty eight to 29, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, I'll give you rest, give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And we looked at that kind of taking that yoke upon ourselves um, in relationship to Christ. And then I looked at also Matthew sixteen twenty four where Jesus encourages disciples to take up their cross and follow him. And then we looked at in life how we can carry other things like anxiety, depression, fear. And actually that isn't what we're meant to carry, but the world puts it on us. And if we're not careful, we end up walking with a heart full of anxiety, a heart full of fear, and a heart that kind of is weighed down with a a depressed state. But Jesus never asked us to carry that. Jesus asked us to carry our cross the cross is a cross of uh, self, selfless living, sacrificial living. And the yoke of relationship to Jesus is a, is, a, is a life of living close to him. That's all he asks us to carry and he'll cover the rest. And so that's how we opened it up and we uncovered some of the things of anxiety, depression, how we can throw them off our life. We looked at that very well-known scripture in 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7, where it says, humble yourself before God and then cast our cares onto him for he cares for us. And we kind of unpacked that and looked at how in life we should learn to realise we can't do it ourselves. We can't carry anything um, ourselves. We need to learn to let God carry it and we need to just be in relationship with him. Then in the second week, we looked at some of the things like guilt and shame that we can carry in life. And, and it's so easy to do, isn't it, that we walk around with this life that's heavy and feeling guilty. And actually, our guilt and shame was dealt with at the cross. And we looked at a couple of characters in that. And if you've not seen any of these, please go back and ha- have a look at, uh, have a listen to some of the messages that have gone before. And then last week, Paula shared about how we can carry unforgiveness, bitterness, all those things that kind of in life that can get hold of us and actually cause us to rot from the inside. And so this week, I'm really excited to kind of bring it to an end, but um, we've kind of a deep message. So come on, let's get ready for this. It's going to be great. So before we begin, before I give the title, I want to read a scripture. We find it in Ephesians 5, 18 to 14. And it says this, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to walk about uh, to talk about, sorry, the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. I love that. The light makes everything visible. And so this week, I want to talk about things carried in the darkness. And uh, before we move on, I want to just kind of share a vision of where God kind of brought this to me. And very early on when I was saved, I, I remember being in my bedroom at the time and I was just praying, just spending time with God. And I just remember being, having this kind of very vivid image, but it kind of an outer body experience, I suppose. It was kind of a surreal experience, but I just could see something in my room. And I remember standing under this, in, I was in the center of the room and I was standing under my light. 
And I remember just as I was praying, I, I saw a very clear picture of how bright it was in the very middle of the room. And as I started to kind of look into this vision, I started to see the outer edges very dark um, and very kind of distant and, and I kind of like you couldn't quite make, take, kind of make hold of what, what was on the outside of the room. And in that moment, I just kind of had this very real picture of what God was showing me was that actually when we're close to him, when we're in relationship to him, when we're kind of pressing into him, his light will make everything very evident. His, his light will expose things in our lives and help us see for what it is. But if we slowly distance ourselves from God, we end up walking in the outer perimeters where we can't quite see as we should. And we're, we're, we're meddling in things that maybe are a bit more darker than what we should be meddling in. And we start to see things not as we should. And things become a little bit harder to understand. And we start tripping up because as we start walking in darkness, anyone who's ever walked in darkness, you know, it's not easy. You can't always see the things that are there that are going to trip you up. And this picture was very real that actually, as people of God, we're called to walk in the light. And if, like I said, if we walk in darkness, we can't see the things tripping us up. And the enemy wants us to be tripped up. He wants us to fall just as he has fallen. And his job is to get us to walk in that darkness, to pull us away from God's light. But as children of God, we're called to the light, to live in it, to abide in it, and to have relationship with the, the son of God, who is the light of the world. So when, it comes uh, when we come close to the light, we see better and have better visibility around us. And I'm reminded of that scripture of James 4, 7 to 10. This is what it says. It says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. And he goes on to say, and often when you read the book of James, especially, sometimes I think, well, he's being a bit harsh here. He's being a bit strong with his words. But do you know what? I'm just going to let the word of God speak into our lives right now. And it says this. It goes on to speak. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done, and let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honour. And like I say, sometimes you can read that and think, wow, that's kind of strong. But James, and often when James is, is, is writing in the book of James, it is strong. Um, and, and that's kind of around the audience that he's writing to. But I think it's because actually what he's trying to do is, is speak into situations that actually there's like a double mindedness going on. There's a people that actually, um, rather than resisting the enemy, they're playing with the darkness. And actually, you can't play with the light and the darkness. You, you can't be in that middle ground. And actually, the Bible is very clear. I love what he says. Humble yourselves. It always starts with humbling ourselves. As a people of God, we have to realize that we have to be humble. We have to come before God realizing we can't do it. It has to be him. But the very next bit says resist the devil. Resist him. So when he comes knocking, we don't open the door and start saying, yeah, I want to play with your darkness. I want to walk in the darkness. We have to learn to resist what he's calling us into. And the Bible says that he'll flee from us, which means he'll, he'll walk away. We saw that with Jesus in the temptation of Jesus. Three times the enemy came knocking. Three times Jesus resisted and then he fleed. But the next bit's beautiful. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. See, just like that vision I saw, when we come close to the light, the light comes close to us and it expels all the darkness. And we start to have this incredible relationship with God where we're just full of light. But we can't have both. And today, I just really feel, I've got three points that I just want to share that will help us, I believe, walk free from things that maybe we're holding in darkness. 
Maybe we've been carrying them for a long time. Maybe there's some secret things that for too long you've been just leaving it deep down in the darkness and pretending actually it's all right. But actually, it's actually obscuring your walk with God. It's not making you see as clear as you wish you could see because actually things held in darkness might be tripping you up. So the first point I have is this. Don't cover up, expose it and walk free. And I think we can, um, like I read in week two, we can look at Adam and Eve at this. And I think we get a really good glimpse of people that try to cover up. Have you ever, ever tried covering stuff up? For me, I think my whole childhood was covering up. Like things I would be doing wrong. I'd be, oh, no, I'm going to be in trouble. Right, pretend that didn't happen. Pretend, you know, there were so many different things. I could list them all. Um, but I won't. The, the reality is that often what we do is we make mistakes and we try and cover up. And it's just part of our human nature that we try to pretend that we didn't do it. We almost hide it and keep it as a secret in the darkness and just pretend to walk as if we've never done it. But I think that's damaging in some ways. Genesis 3, 7 to 10 reads this. At that moment, their eyes were open. So this is a moment that Adam and Eve have kind of ate of that forbidden tree. They've made a mistake. They've taken from what they shouldn't have taken. God said, don't do this. And they did it. And it says this. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. And then the Lord God called to them, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. The very first thing that they did when they disobeyed God was they tried to cover up their shame, their guilt, their, their nakedness. They tried to then hide from the Lord, from his presence. And I go back to saying, how many times when we've got things wrong and we feel ashamed and instead of dealing with it, you cover it up and hide it away, almost like burying it below, thinking, no, it's all right, I don't need to deal with that. As long as it's deep in the side, it will be okay. I'll just crack on as if it's never happened. And, and we try to hide the very things um, that we've got wrong rather than actually dealing with the things that are affecting our everyday life. John 1, 4 to 5 says this, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I love that. See, we're not called as a church to walk in darkness, to carry things in darkness and pretend like, oh, it's okay, I've got this kind of church life over here, but actually behind closed doors, I've got like kind of all these dark secrets that are happening and a, a, a completely different way of living, a double way of living. We're not called to carry things like that. We're called to expose the darkness and allow God's light to shine through us. And we can only do that through relationship with God. We can only start to expose and have conviction about those things as we start to journey with God and draw closer to his light remember resist the devil and he will flee draw closer to God and God will draw closer to you see instead of burying the things down and just hiding from God and pretending we're just going to do this kind of religious journey where we walk with God and uh, you know turn up to church on a Sunday we look like we're the Christian but deep down inside we're battling all these secret things going on in our world we're ashamed of this and we better not talk to anyone about that. And, oh, I've got this battle that's going on in my private world in the darkness of my life. But I better not talk to anyone about that. And instead of dealing with these things and exposing them with light, what we do is we walk around with a double way of living. 
that when we're at church, we're living for God, but behind closed doors, we're just being tempted in every which way and falling in every which way. We need to be honest about the life, about our life when, when we know no one is looking and we have to bring it to God and let his light expose it so we can walk with a clear and pure vision. So the question I suppose I'd ask is this, what things do we find ourselves trying to cover up on a daily basis rather than bringing them to the light and to ask God, why do I do these things? You know, why do I make these mistakes? Why am I tempted in this area? Why do I keep falling, going around the same cycle? You know, it could be things like a porn addiction. You know, no one's going in church on Sunday shouting that one from the rooftops. That's something that you hide in the darkness because you're ashamed. Maybe it's an eating addiction. Maybe behind closed doors, you, you, you don't have control over what you're eating and actually it's this thing held in darkness and actually there's a thing controlling you rather than you controlling it and and maybe you're just completely consumed with 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 this kind of disorder where you just want to eat or not eat or there's something going on where there's an eating disorder behind closed doors but actually rather than dealing with it you've just buried it down deep inside and you just crack on as if it's not happening maybe it's a substance addiction maybe it's a very real issue with drugs drink or any other type of substance that um, is not good for you, that actually, in the light of day, walking along, no one knows, but really you know inside of you that maybe you're drinking too much, maybe you're doing things that are not good, and, and, and drugs are maybe having an effect. All these things that are hidden in the darkness, that rather than exposing them to the light, we walk thinking it's okay, I'll get over it one day, it's okay, I'll get over it one day, and we just keep going around this vicious cycle of just falling in the darkness falling in the darkness trying to come and then falling again and it's a vicious cycle that myself had to be freed from many years ago I understand all of these things I'm not speaking as someone writing it on a letter and just talking I'm speaking from experience I've experienced um, the problems of addiction of the, the problems of lust and how it can make you feel so on your own held in a dark place and rather than talking about it you feel so ashamed that you just keep it in and pretend you haven't got it but yet behind closed doors, you know it comes knocking and you struggle. Listen, I believe today we're going to walk free from certain things. We're going to expose them with the light of God and God's light is going to set you free from the things holding you in darkness. So the first thing is this, that we don't cover it up. We don't pretend it isn't real. Instead, we let God's light expose it. The second thing is this, don't be condemned, but be convicted by the Holy Spirit. There's something very different about the conviction of the Holy Spirit and condemnation. Um, to be condemned literally means to be sentenced to punishment, death sentence. It also means I'm fit for use. Oh, it's not a nice thought, is it? I'm fit for use. That's what the world says. When you get things wrong, you're unfit for use. You'll never be used again. You're written off. You're no good. That's kind of my life before knowing God. It was like, no, you're just useless. You're not good for anything. Condemned before I'd even had a chance to start. John 16 verse 8 says this. When he comes, let's talking about the Holy Spirit now, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. See, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. So when we've got these things in the dark places, the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn us, but he convicts us. That's not God's best for you. That's not God's best for you. Come on, there's more. There's better things ahead. And he convicts us knowing that actually I don't want to live like this anymore. Come on, anyone else? I remember cigarettes was one of those. When I was first saved, I remember smoking cigarettes and I did for the first few months. And I remember just leading up to my baptism, 
I think it was April the 4th, 2009, I think it was. And I remember I got saved in the January, baptized in the April. And I remember going up towards that baptism and I, I, and I, I smoked and I, and I smoked cigarettes. I, I had done for years, you know, since I was a, in school, senior school. And I remember feeling this weird conviction, like, what am I doing? Why am I smoking? Like it just, not a condemnation, just this reality of revelation of what am I doing with these cigarettes? Anyway, I remember going into the baptism pool and I thought, do you know what, God, I'm going to put everything in your trust. I went in in faith and I came up, I never smoked again. And it wasn't through condemnation. I believe God convicted me that I didn't need it anymore. And this is the reality that we want to do. There's some things hidden in dark places in our lives that we feel, well, I can't do anything about it. But actually God's Holy Spirit will convict you. You no longer need to do this anymore. You don't need to carry this weight anymore. You don't need to carry these sins that are secret anymore. You can bring them to the light and by faith watch them just disappear off of your life. That's what happened when I, with drink and drugs for myself, that I came to Christ and I realised I don't need it anymore. I've got him. The saviour of the world now lives in me and he also lives in you. And so the enemy may want to hold you in a place of darkness, but understand this. That God's light is shining and is drawing you away from the darkness this morning, this evening, or whenever you are watching this. See, the word for convict is alanco, and it means to rebuke, expose, refute, convince, and convict. Convince is a great word. It convinces you you no longer need it. The Holy Spirit shows you and convinces you that you don't need to do these things anymore. You don't need to carry this stuff in darkness anymore. You can walk free in the light. And the Holy Spirit, as I said before, it never condemns. He never condemns us. He never says, you're unfit for use, you're written off. The enemy tries to do that. He comes in at that moment of conviction and starts to try and use his condemning voice to try and speak condemnation that holds you in a place as a prisoner. His job title is someone of a condemner. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. He says, I have come that they may have life and have life to the full. See, Jesus comes to bring life, to show you his light that leads to life. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, to rob you in the places of darkness, to hold you in bondage in the places of darkness, to keep you captive in a prison of darkness. But actually, Jesus comes and brings light in that prison cell and says there's a better way and calls you out. And I believe today, wherever you're watching this, I believe that the voice that's happening right now on the in part of your life where you know you no longer need to do the things that you do, the things that maybe you're struggling with in darkness, right now I believe you can step away from that prison and walk in newness of life. His one job is to try and condemn us. That's the, that's the, the one job of the enemy, to, to condemn us and bring us to a place of feeling useless. Our job is to simply get up and say sorry and keep going. When we fail or we fall, our job is not to be held there in condemnation and put ourselves back in a prison. Our job is to resist the devil and draw closer to God. 1 John 1 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. God is into forgiveness. When we come to him and say, God, I got it wrong again. I mucked up again, Lord. He's faithful every time to forgive. But we need to come with pure motives. We need to come knowing we don't want to carry this anymore. We want to walk free from the darkness. We want to walk free from the things that are holding us in bondage. 
And we don't want to carry it anymore. We want to cast it onto Christ and say, Lord, I don't need it and I don't want it. I want to walk free. So this is the thing we need to do. We don't need to be condemned. We need to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And only he can do that. So maybe you're listening right now and there's something that's popping up in your spirit. I believe that will be God convicting you of something that maybe you're struggling with and maybe no one knows about it. But listen, hey, God does. And he's not condemning you today. He, he, he's asking you to step out of the prison cell, to bring the light of, of him into the situation and walk in that. And that's the third point that I want to say today is that we need to be a people that stay in the light. John 8, 12 says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. See, we need to have a relationship that's so strong with God. Otherwise, we're always going to be pulled back into the places of darkness, the, the secret cycles of sin that maybe encircle us. And when we, when we want a bit of comfort, maybe we, we end up falling into this place where we get into this cycle of keep repeating sin, repeating sin. Because actually what we're not doing is putting enough time into our relationship with Jesus, simply spending time with him, simply getting to know him, simply um, talking to him and having this relationship. All relationships um, are built through talking, through spending time, through having relationship with each other. You grow together. So how do we do this with God? Simply to stay in his light, we need to be reading his word on a daily basis. We need to be pressing in and, you know, just getting to know him, reading his word for the sake of spending time with him, not for knowledge sake, not just to try and get more knowledge, but to genuinely get to know his heart. The second thing is praying. We need to be a people that pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. You know, in a marriage, two people, if they didn't talk to each other, the marriage isn't going to work very well. In a friendship, if there's not enough communication and talking, then the friendship doesn't work very well. All great relationships are built on communication, talking, speaking, spending time. And the third thing I'd say is allow your life to be a life of worship to him. So it's not just about reading the Bible in the morning, quick, 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 praying quick, thank you, Lord, for today, and walking on and doing your life. But it's about letting God go with you. As you're walking down the street, are you, is he still there with you? As you enter into your workplace, are you recognising him here, present with you? As you're doing life, are you realising the light of the world is in you? And actually, that's staying in the light. Recognising Christ with you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Understanding that every situation you face, you face with him. And you've not left him in your bedroom or at your house and you've prayed and you'll see him again tonight when you come for evening prayer. No, he's with you through it all. That's how we stay in the light. That's how we walk in the light and keep our life alive in the light. Not sitting, playing in the darkness, not playing with secret sins in the darkness, but keeping our heart on fire for God in the light. But that takes relationship. That takes us walking with him on a daily basis. Ephesians 5.8, as I read before, says this, For you were once darkness, but you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. See, we once lived in darkness. We had a life that was secret and a bit chaotic, a bit crazy, and there was all kinds of wild living going on. But now we've been called into his light. We no longer need to delve into those places. We no longer need to carry those things anymore. Those things that might give you momentary pleasure. You don't need them anymore because you have pleasure forevermore in him. You have life everlasting in him. 
In his light is fullness of joy. In him is fullness of joy. You don't need those other things that the enemy tries to pull you away thinking you're going to get something you're missing. You're not missing anything. In his light is where you need to be. Don't be pulled into the darkness. Don't be allowing the darkness to kind of trip you up. But instead, allow his light to manifest in the darkness, exposing those things and causing those things to be removed from your life. So simply, let me repeat this, and I'm going to finish with an analogy in a minute, because I think it's really relevant and it might be very visual for some of you that are visual people like me. But just to recap those three points, we need to not cover up our sin, but we need to expose it and walk free. We need to simply not allow ourselves to be condemned, but allow the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. And secondly, thirdly, sorry, we need to stay in that light. Stay in the light. When you know you've been set free, just walk in the light. Continue in the light. And this is the simple analogy that I want. This is why there's a plant here, if you were wondering why there was a plant next to me today. Because so often in life, our picture, our life could resemble this plant. And um, we've got all these kind of behavioral patterns that we're kind of living in. And there's things that are happening in our life. And we keep tripping up and recycling over the same sins and and, and, and doing all these kind of stuff. And we wonder, oh, why do I keep tripping up? Why do I keep making these mistakes? And, and we try to maintain the outside. And we try to just try and keep control of all the chaos that's going on up the top. But sometimes you've got to realise that the only reason why all of this stuff is manifesting in the flesh, whether it's secret sins, things held in the dark, secrets that you have that are not, you're not willing to expose to the light... A, a way of living that you know is not right. Maybe there's, a, like I said, a porn addiction, some kind of addiction that's going on that you're not willing to expose. But your life is kind of manifesting all these weird behavioural patterns here. But the reality is, unless we deal with the nasty, dark roots in our life by exposing them to light, the outer part of your life will never change. The fruit of your life will never change because the only way this will change is by dealing with the roots in the darkness. But the problem is the darkness dealing with those roots is dirty. It's horrible. It means you have to face up to some stuff you're doing and it doesn't feel good. But listen, only when we bring it to the light can we expose it to the light and cause ourselves to walk in truth and in freedom and allow the rest of our life to start blossoming true fruit. Only when we expose these roots to to the life of God, to the light of God, can then we expect to change on the outside. Too often we're trying to self-manage this without dealing with the dark parts of our life. God's not asking you to carry that today. He's not asking you to carry those roots, those seeds of, of, of all kinds of wickedness. He's saying, bring it to the light and watch what I do. So whether that's you today, that maybe you've been carrying things in secret for too long, simply this today. Bring it to the light. Let God's love consume it, expose it and lift you to new levels of freedom. I believe today you can be set free from all levels of addiction and and things held there just by simply saying, God, I don't want to do it anymore. Let your light expose it for what it is. Hey, listen, I really hope you feel encouraged. And I really feel that if maybe something has triggered you today and you want to talk to this, please, you can... um, You can speak to your pastors. You can speak to someone. Get accountable to someone. Don't just pretend you're on your own in this. Listen, we need accountability in life. And my encouragement to you today would be to speak to someone. If you're dealing with something and you feel like you don't know how to to deal with it on your own, come along, get someone to come alongside you. 
Get someone to help you walk into the light. Get someone then to journey with you. See, God doesn't want you held in bondage. He wants you set free. And we can only do that when we expose those things to the light and the love of God. Amen. I hope you have a great day. Take care, Family Church, and we'll see you again soon.